Hi, everyone. This week, we're going to be talking about how to talk to people on their birthdays, as well as a couple other random topics, and also groundhogs. If you happen to have an irrational fear of groundhogs, you may want to hit the delete button now. Otherwise, stick around. You're listening to Coaching for Leaders, episode number 72. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. This is a weekly show for leaders who want to improve themselves to better engage and develop others. This week's topic is how to talk to people on their birthdays. And Groundhog Day is coming up here in the United States. If you've not been introduced to Groundhog Day before, you will learn a little bit on this episode. And I am being joined by Bonnie Stahoviak as I often am. Thank you for coming in and being willing to listen to me talk about a groundhog. Thanks for having me here. Groundhog Day will never be the same to it, me ever, ever again, or right. ever before. Um, it will always be special to me now. Yes, and we'll talk about why. And first of all, what is Groundhog Day? Those of you especially listening abroad or those of you listening on the West Coast of the United States might be wondering, what on earth are you talking about? And what does this have to do with birthdays? Groundhog's Day is this strange holiday we have in the United States that is on February 2nd. And the way this works is there's a number of groundhogs. There's one official groundhog in Pennsylvania and a whole bunch of people in top hats and uh, tuxedos get together and watch a animal come out of a cage and then decide if it saw its shadow or not. If it sees its shadow, supposedly there's six more weeks of winter. If it does not, then spring is just around the corner. So this would be a weather-related superstition that people have a good time with. It is. And when I moved to California, I realized that a lot of people out here don't really know anything about this, nor do they care about it. It seems like it's a Midwest, East Coast thing in the United States. I knew about it because there also is a great movie with Bill Murray called Groundhog Uh Day, which if people listening haven't seen, should definitely check out. It's just a fun, humorous, romantic comedy. It's great. It is. It is a good movie. But then after watching that movie, you would know all about the groundhog whose name is... A Punxsutawney Phil is the name of the official groundhog. Punxsutawney Phil. So you'd learn about that and the holiday, and you'd also learn about love. And Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, which is known for its groundhogs. Interesting history of Groundhog Day, by the way, is it's 40 days after Christmas. And so it goes back to some of the biblical traditions of the presentation of Jesus in the temple 40 days after his birth. And it's a Christian celebration called Candlemas, I believe is how you pronounce the name of it. And apparently there's some relation to that 40 days after Christmas and a European tradition that started at some point about animals having special powers on those days. Anyway, all of this sort of got mixed up in the 1800s somewhere in Pennsylvania. And now we have a whole bunch of people with top hats and groundhogs. Hmm. Now, you may be wondering, what on earth does this have to do with today's topic? coaching people about leadership and good communication skills. Well, what this has to do is that imagine my thrill when I found out that little Luke, not found out, but experienced little Luke (laughs) being born on Groundhog Day last year. February 2nd is Luke's birthday. And it's so exciting because I've been on this mission to get people to 
be aware of Groundhog's Day here in California. And actually one year uh, purchased a bunch of small stuffed groundhogs and brought them around to clients and stuff. It was rather amusing. I remember some people have talked about when they're in labor being outrageously enraged with their husbands. And I, I just can't imagine that because I was so tired after 18 hours of labor and, and then things went a different direction after that, literally and yeah. <laughs> figuratively both. But I remember you caring about whether or not they actually were able to perform the C-section in time for it to be during Groundhog. And I just remember not having the energy to be angry, but just thinking it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. But sure enough, they got him out with four minutes to spare. 11.56 PM, baby. Yeah, they got him out. So why uh, why this relates to our topic is it is Luke's birthday coming up here on Groundhog Day, February 2nd, birthday number one. And so we've been doing some thinking about birthdays around here over the last uh, week or two and kind of thinking about what we'll do for Luke's birthday. And this is also related to our broader point, which is, okay, well, how do you celebrate birthdays and how to talk to people on their birthdays? And this is something that I think for both of us, we found over the years that a lot of people don't do very appropriately or genuinely. And it is a reflection sometimes of some of the ways that I think we miss opportunities to be really genuine and communicating with people. Yeah. I kind of think about that. There's two things with birthdays. One is I've been thinking about his birthday a lot because I actually don't want to make that big of a deal out of it. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed when I was young that we got to go, I could go kind of pick an activity to do. And so most of the time I enjoyed going ice skating. There's a really cool, indoor ice skating rink down in San Diego. And I, I love doing that. And I could pick one friend to come with me. Uh-huh. And that was, you know, that was to us a birthday celebration. And today I get just flabbergasted at some people, the extent to which they will go about celebrating a child's birthday. And I just think it's too much. And it's, there's all this pressure of who gets invited in the elementary school classes and who doesn't and how the invitations happen. And there's these over the top birthdays where so much money is spent. And so I get kind of nervous about that. I don't want the birthday idea to be so over the top, you know, to kind of, cause I think it's sort of setting up unrealistic expectations for life too. And yeah, that we have, when you're that blessed, it seems like you should just pass some of it on to other people. Yeah, and this is an interesting tie into thinking about birthdays and how we also handle it as adults too. A lot of birthday stuff tends to be around more of the logistics and the socially acceptable things to do instead of really taking the opportunity to do something really genuine or make a great genuine connection with people. And probably the biggest example I see of this in practice of people not really knowing what to do on a birthday or how to really genuinely make a connection with someone is on Facebook when someone has mm-hmm. a birthday. And you'll see, uh, and of course, Facebook, uh, for better or worse, w- sends out these little alerts and tells you when people's birthdays are. And if you go online and it's someone's birthday, you'll see a big birthday thing pop up. And so what ends up happening is that on people's birthdays, if they're on Facebook or one of these social networks, they end up having on their wall posted a whole bunch of different things, you know, 40, 50, 60 times, depending on how many friends you have online. And it's, you know, it says happy birthday, have a great day, happy birthday to you. And this is sort of, for a lot of us, I think, replaced the more uh, traditional reaching out and making a genuine connection with someone on their birthday. It's just so easy these days with some of the technology to try to automate it or do something that just isn't really that genuine. And this is kind of the modern day equivalent of 
buying a birthday card for someone and then just signing your name on the bottom of it and sending <laughs> it in the mail, which is something I've never really understood, but a lot of people still do that too. Yeah, I actually, I don't know that Facebook to me is that different than pre-Facebook to me. I can remember going to work and people would know it was your birthday because sometimes places I've worked would send out your birthday or mm-hmm. be on some kind of a calendar and just a lot of happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday and nothing, I mean, it didn't really mean anything to me, just the face-to-face. And the Facebook, they actually stopped listing my birthday up there. And it, oh. it isn't because I care if people know how old I am. It's because I don't really enjoy that. Although, I mean, some people know it's my birthday and some people will still post up there. And it's not like I'm offended by it, but it's just kind of the whole, I am I like it to be clean on my wall and it kind of gets a lot of messy <laughs> A lot of messy stuff up there that is not, it doesn't, it doesn't speak my love language. There's this author who wrote a book called the five love languages. And one of the love languages is words of affirmation. And I'm Mm. much more of a words of affirmation person. So to write HBD on my wall for my birthday, that would stand for, by the way, listeners, happy birthday. Got it. So if you can't write the whole thing out, you got to abbreviate it. And it just, you know, for some people, it's great. I've actually seen many people who that means a lot to, you know, to hear from people they haven't heard from in a long time, even if it's just a few words, they love that and they love Mm -hmm. that kind of acknowledgement. So certainly don't mean to criticize that. It's just for me, it leaves me, as you said, kind of yearning for something a little bit of a deeper connection. Well, I do mean to criticize it. And so (laughs) I think there's, we can do better. We can do better. We can do better. And it's not that there's, it's not that you're an awful person if you wrote happy birthday birthday on someone's Facebook wall. I used to do it, although I actually don't do it that much anymore. Because for me, I think, you know, if I'm going to, if I really want to take the time to acknowledge someone rather than just doing the socially, social obligatory stuff of, you know, writing out a, uh, you know, signing my name on a card or um, sending an email that just says happy birthday and nothing else or putting, hitting like on a Facebook wall. For me, I just, some of that, like, it just doesn't connect with me. And I think as as people who want to influence others and lead others, birthdays are one of those days that universally almost everybody wants to be acknowledged by somebody. So whether you like having 100 people reach out to you or whether you like to hear from three or four people in your life, that if we can go a little farther to connect with someone, that we have the opportunity to build a relationship and to build trust. I know some marketers too have kind of gotten this wrong too. There's so much more personalized information that marketers know about us today, such mm-hmm. as our birthdays, our likes, our dislikes, and and things of that nature. And Dave, I know you had kind of an experience that really turned you off from a brand because of some automated... Yeah. And I, I hear people say this in the business world all the time, like, oh, we should set up systems and you know call people on their birthdays or send people emails. And I have... Um, there's a particular organization we've done business with that does a robocall to me every birthday, every year to my cell phone. And it's not even a real person. It's a message that's recorded and you pick up the phone and it's, hi, this is so-and-so from blah, blah, blah. We just want to thank you for your business. And by the way, happy birthday. We remembered your birthday. And I'm like, like, hell, you remembered my birthday. Super impressed with you. You programmed it into a database somewhere or hired an outside company to make robocalls to people on the... How... For me, that's worse than if they had done nothing at all. Yeah. Because what that says to me is this organization has made a decision either carefully or carelessly that they're going to outsource the most important thing that they do, which is build connections with people. 
and and worse automated. And I think that I'll, the the challenge is a lot of leaders see this happening in the world and think, oh, I can do that too, or I can sign up for the twenty nine dollar year, whatever it is, accounts where you. Uh, put people's addresses and birthdays in the system. It sends them automated cards and messages and all that. And I just think, you know, you're missing the point of really connecting well with people on their birthdays. So um, now, of course, all of this is not just applicable to birthdays. It could be applicable to others' days too. But here's a few things that you could do to talk to people on their birthdays a little bit more authentically. So first of all, where the automated stuff does help is have something to remind you that it is people's birthdays. It's uh, not the easiest thing to remember, especially if you know a lot of people in the world. So having something that reminds you, not the other party, is helpful. So I use a couple of tools, Bonnie. What do you use for remembering people's birthdays that are important to you? If they're really that important to me, it's already in my calendar because they were in my contacts and the calendar program that I use takes from the contacts and and brings them over. Okay. So if they're that close to me, I tend to not think that birthdays are that big of a deal. So I don't have a huge need to remember a lot of people's birthdays, but I also have another address book enhancement that will bring in birthdays from Facebook. Uh, So I can find that information if I want to, if it becomes more important to me at some point. Yeah. I have it in my address book, the people who are real close to me. So it shows up right in my calendar and it does a pop up right in the morning. And I also, we use a system called HiRise for our customer tracking. And there's something in HiRise where we can put in the field of what a person's birthday is. And so I can get an, e- I'll get an email every day with, if it's someone's birthday that we have a regular connection with so that I know that. So what we would suggest is, or at least I would suggest is to avoid some of that obligatory stuff. So what I've done over the years here is rather than reaching out to everybody, even a lot of times when I get alerts on my calendar, if it's not someone I've, I regularly talk to or regularly have a connection with, a lot of times I will just skip a birthday recognition if it's not something, someone that's really particularly close to me. However, what I'll do is if someone is particularly close, I will actually spend more time of trying to make a connection with that person. So one of the suggestions that I'd have is focus on rather than trying to hit everyone's birthday, all of your clients, all of the people that are in your life, of pick the people that are really the most important to you during the year and take the time to maybe reach out to them in a little bit more genuine way and a little bit more, um, spend a little bit more time on making those connections. Yeah, to me, birthdays, as I mentioned, I think a number of times aren't really that big of a deal, but we can find out more information. I use a website called Mm linkedin.com. And one of the things it tells me is when someone got a new job. And Ah, so I think that would be more special to congratulate someone on either a new move in their career, perhaps they've been promoted or something like that. That would be to me a great thing to celebrate and perhaps more significant and also maybe something that doesn't get quite as much acknowledgement, but sure took a lot of hard work, a lot of risk. And for some people that I know, you know, there was a lot of a sense of loss before that and a lot of struggle and a lot of really depressing times that came before that. And so it's kind of just a great thing to acknowledge something really terrific has happened. I love that feature on LinkedIn where you get an email every week on what's happened in your network and you can get the one, two, or however many people that week that moved into a new role. And I think this this goes right to my point earlier, Bonnie, that it's not about automating it. It's about thinking about when are opportunities to recognize people and what's going to be important to them. Mm-hmm. So when you see someone that's all of a sudden moved to a new role and you know that they've been working on that for years and you have a great connection with them, what a great opportunity to reach out and to genuinely 
congratulate them and to take the time to really do that in a genuine way, I think is is neat. So, so the right way to do that, of course, is to take the time to connect with them, whether you do it virtually, whether you do it in writing, whether you do it by phone is to reach out to someone, take a little extra time to do that. And uh, the thing I like to do, Bonnie, is say, is uh, build that message around what I'm grateful about that person for. And I've noticed that you do this a lot in writing when it's someone's birthday or someone something neat happens in someone's life or someone hits a milestone. I, I've seen you do this on Facebook and over email where you'll write out like a paragraph about something you really feel grateful about that person or something you really like about them or how they've touched your life or my life or our lives. And, um, and people love that. And that's one of the ways I learned about this actually is just watching you do that in such a neat and genuine way. Well, one of the things I do think we can celebrate about birthdays is they are a day when that person's life, they first entered in this world, you know, so it's yeah. a, it is a way to celebrate what is it about their life that has had an impact on you in some way. And I think the more specific that you can be, the better. So if there's some kind of a memory of something that they did that really illustrates for you a part of their character or one of their strengths that you appreciate, I think that really makes a difference, that specificity. Yeah, and that's what really is perceived then as sincere. And you may mean it very sincere to reach out and say, happy birthday, you really are important to me. But a happy birthday, you're important to me, followed up with an example of how that person's important and how they've touched your life is so much more meaningful and so much more uh, appears so much more sincere to the person on the other end of the line. And what I've been doing recently, actually just started this, um, you know, probably uh, a few months ago is actually, since we have some audio equipment, I've started to, when someone's birthday is there, I'll record a three or four minute quick audio message or, or minute or two, just depending on the person. And I'll record a, hey, happy birthday. And I just wanted to reach out to you. And here's why I'm grateful to have you in my life over the last year. And I'll cite one particular thing or maybe two things, depending on the person and the situation. And I'll email it to that person. I'll try to email it earlier in the day. And it's amazing. Like people will, I mean, don't do it for the response, of course, but uh, people have responded. I had one person who emailed me recently said, I forwarded it to my mother. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. and it's it's just, it's it's different than just reaching out and writing happy birthday on an email or Facebook or signing your name. And again, those things are okay to do, but it goes beyond that level to really make a personal connection and it not to be automated and people not to feel like a number on a special day that's important to them. Yeah. And I, you even inspired, I didn't hear the message you left for a coworker, but someone that you work with quite closely actually now has decided to go out and buy his own audio equipment and oh, do something yeah. similar for yeah, people that are close yeah. to him. It really resonated with him. Yeah. And so I think the message here is not necessarily to um, do what we're doing or to record something or to make a phone call, whatever it is that you do, but is to do something, try something that when people have something that happens that's important in their lives, whether it is a birthday or it's a new opportunity or it's a, a baby that shows up or something that anniversary that's anniversary too. Anniversary, that's right. Uh, you and I have the same anniversary. Did you know that? That is amazing. We actually have lots of interesting birthdays in our in our family because Luke's is on Groundhog Day, mm -hmm. mine's on Flag Day, and your birthday is on our anniversary. What? I know. It's great. It is great. It's so easy to Lots remember. To celebrate. April 23rd, such a fun day in our house because there's so many great things to celebrate. So where was I going with that though? I don't remember. I was going to say something profound, oh, I'm sure. that you don't have to 
do what we're doing, but just do something oh, to celebrate. Yeah, do something. Lots of reasons to celebrate. Be authentic. Exactly. Be specific. Yeah, and don't do it for the response either. You know, Tell yeah, a story. You'll get great responses from people, but do it because you love the person, because you care about them, because you want to reach out, because you are excited to have them in their lives. And if you do that, then people are just going to be so grateful for that. And it's a wonderful way as a leader to build trust and to build a great relationship with a person. For some people, I think too, being able to hear a voice really makes a difference. And my mom bought for baby Luke, one of the most special gifts he got oh, this yeah. Christmas. In fact, one of the most special gifts he's ever got. I think I know what you're going to say. That is that Hallmark has these books that you can read aloud the story and it records your voice. And then when they turn the pages, it'll read your voice, reading the page from that particular part of the book. And this brings back so many memories of me from when I was little and my mom used to read to me. Of course, back then it was a cassette tape that was playing. And I remember her saying, okay, Bonnie, time to turn the page. And of course, technology is such now that Luke just has to turn the page and he can hear grandma's voice reading this wonderful book. And I just think that's so special. And certainly this is not an advertisement for Hallmark, but I'll tell you that little boy's eyes and his whole entire face light up when he hears grandma's voice. They do every single time. And so a great reminder for all of us, find the things that are going to be important, personal, make the connection with that individual. And if we take a minute or two, when we know about an opportunity to reach out to someone, to think that through and then send that message, that that can be very, very powerful. Lots of ways, as you know, to connect with me. If you have comments or questions about this episode specifically, you can go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash the number 72. Again, coachingforleaders.com slash 72. That'll take you to the show notes for this episode. And you can also reach me by phone at 94938learn or email feedback at coachingforleaders.com. There's two great ways to stay connected with this show throughout the week. If you'd like more quotes, articles, dialogue, and perhaps want to even join the dialogue and offer suggestions for the show, and the two best ways to do that are either to hop onto our Facebook page. You can get there by going to coachingforleaders.com forward slash Facebook, and that will take you right to our page, and you can like our page. And thank you to Gary Short, Duke Whitman, and Tremaine Harris for doing that this past week. You can also go over to Google Plus if you're a Google Plus user and add me to your circles. And Stefan Schultz, Samuel Lewis, John Lee, Karen Kalinsky, hey Karen, Chuck Wood, Francesc Filiberto, Susie Farthing, Werner Zagorski, and Jeffrey Wolf have done that in the last week or so. Thanks for connecting with me on Google Plus. The other way you can connect is if you want a midweek booster shot to assist you in your communication and leadership skills. I send out a email article every week. Feel free to go over to coachingforleaders.com forward slash subscribe. That will take you there and you can subscribe for free. The link for the show notes again, coachingforleaders.com slash 72. Have a great week, everyone, and stick around for the next few weeks. Lots of guests coming in the next month or two. Take care, everybody. <laughs>